And the great news is you're never going to get it. See, if you look at it a different way, that's the greatest news, that you're never going to get it. So you don't have to keep putting it off based on you just haven't reached high enough or you haven't gone far enough or you haven't been vigilant enough. It's always reflecting you and your inadequacies. When, and therefore the journey never gets addressed to see that it's a failed journey. Yeah. It's got a perfect camouflage because of the obsession with self, just like the parasite expresses through you, but in the identification as self, you're calling its expressions yours. I mean, how are you going to be able to see what's so and what's not so? Yeah. How can you see something as a foreign installment if you're taking it to be you? It's impossible. Yeah. How are you going to get impersonal about something that seems so personal to you? Yet, the personalness is part and parcel of the disease. Yeah. In, but... It's impossible to see it impersonally because you're taking, if you see it impersonally, you're taking it personally. <laughs> the system regurgitates itself because it's still rooted right where you are because you're identified as it. And you don't see that it's not, something's not provoking the selfing, the selfing's provoking something else. Whatever it comes in contact with, like a situation, the selfing will take it or try to use it for its advantage, which is probably quite different than the event, than the agenda you think you have for yourself. You know, the selfing doesn't have the agenda that we sort of uh, you know, magically think of being happy, joyous, and free. It basically wants to be special, right, and uh, and probably alone. You know. So this is a tricky thing because you're always going to stumble under that that first step, which is self can't get out of self. So the first thing is when you feel that 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 drive, you feel like something's not right, and now you're going to set up course to get out of it, not realizing the something that's not right is located where you are. It'll be located while you're on the course to get out of it. It's located every step of the way. Because you're the carrier. Yeah? It's different. Like if I'm... It's like this chair, you know? It's obviously I can step up and there's a difference. I can see this chair and I can see, well, let's say the body. And they're not the same thing in a certain level of viewing. So if I'm going to be bonded to the chair, you need something to bond me to it because I'm seeing the chair is quite different than me so I can't be bonded by the chair, but I can be bonded to the chair. Yeah? So let's say handcuffs would come out, and I'd be handcuffed to the chair. But all the while I was handcuffed to it and bound to it, I, there would still be a distinction, I'm not the chair. Yeah? No matter how many days I was sitting on it, I would still be a very clear distinction, I'm not the chair. I don't care how many days you have me on this chair, no matter how long, I'm never going to think I'm the chair. Just like when you did cocaine, you never became coke, did you? You know, I never did enough cocaine where I became cocaine. There was always a distinction between me as a doer and then the coke as what was being done. <laughs> no matter how much I did, I never, that distinction never got blurred. Never, ever. It doesn't, the quantity of use wouldn't do it. The length of time I'm, I'm handcuffed in a chair wouldn't do it. Yeah. But if I was identified as the chair, that would do it. Yeah. 
I wouldn't even need, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be no need for handcuffs because I would be willingly sitting in the chair the whole time that I was on the lookout not to get bound to a chair. Yeah? <laughs> I'd be busily trying to study, I'm not going to fall for that trick while I'm sitting on the trick. Yeah? You know what I mean? So, there would, and there would be no need for a handcuff or any other bonding agent to take this thing and then bind it to this thing. Because this, the one thing would be taking itself to be an idea. And that taking itself to be the idea is the bonding mechanism. It doesn't need a handcuff. Yeah? Like, none of us need a prison. We're in our own prison. Yeah? It can be, the prison is mobile. Wherever you go, Pacific Heights, the Sixth Market, you can set up camp. It doesn't, it's not like, it's only in a bad neighborhood. No, wherever you are, there's the prison. The possibility of being imprisoned by what? The bondage of the self. Yeah? Not to the self, as if it's a thing. See, that's the trick. People believe maybe they're bonded to this thing called self, as this thing called Paul, and they want to be free from that bondage, and so they're thinking, well, what's locked me into this? Well, it's my past history, or my family of origin, or all these things, and then you try to therapize yourself out of the handcuff, and like that, you know? And maybe you get a couple more links so you can move around a little bit. You can actually, this chair becomes like a swivel, so you're thinking, oh, this is a great improvement. But you're still bound to that position. <laughs> this, the, the selfing doesn't need anything like that. It doesn't need any mechanism to bind you. All it does is point and insinuate and imply that you are that which is the binding which is the idea of being a self, yeah. Handcuff, no handcuff. You know? Prison cell, no prison cell. It doesn't need any, uh, any contraptions to produce it because it doesn't even need to produce it. At least in this state, as this thing to this thing bound by a handcuff, it would seem like it was a production, you know? But we're not even in it. We're just... It's, it's only making something appear to be so. It doesn't need to have it ever even get close to being so, because it can't. Yeah? But it can appear to be so. And the appearance is enough, if you appear to be the one that, that it is so too, it's enough to block off your own nature, in a sense. Not that it can get rid of it, but it can obscure it enough that it will seemingly not be there, so you won't even entertain the possibility of its existence or its, its space. Yeah? You'll be so sure of what you are, and in that assurance of what you are, that is what causes it not to seem so. Yeah? It's like, a, it's like a, if there's an obsession with self, then of course what you truly are has to be obscured, because if it wasn't, there would be no way an obsession with self could appear. It wouldn't have any sustaining ability, because the overriding presence would override it quite a lot, because the overriding presence has a quality it's never going to have, which is that it is so. <laughs> the selfing can only appear to be so. And appearing is a very important word, you know. And seemingly. And it means, seemingly means it appears to be so to you, or it doesn't appear to be so to you. That's the, that's the position that you live in as a mind, not as a body. As a body, we're taking what's appearing to be so to be true. But as a mind, it can go either way. Yeah. 
If the mind is resting in this crazy idea that it's a body, then what's going to appear to be so is there's separation, there's time, there's this, there's that. And it's going to appear to be so. But that does not erase what's so. Now, if the mind shifts a little bit and just starts entertaining, hey, I may not be this false center, then what happens? Well, I'd say find out, but in my experience, what happens is you start living from a point of, let's not even a point, let's say from centeredness, and then centeredness starts telling you in a weird, in a, in a, in a expressive, manifesting way what you're like, yeah? Because you'll never experience what you're like, because that would mean you were something else to what you are, yeah? For you to experience something, you've got to be something else than what you're experiencing. Yeah? And that's not the case with the truth. You are the truth. So you'll never experience the truth. But truth will influence your experiences. Yeah? And it's a damn nice quality to have influencing your experiences because it's a simple, very, very powerful remedy to what's appearing to be so. <laughs> yeah? Because it becomes pointed out very clearly that it's not true. <laughs> from where? From the point of view of truth. You see what's not true. From the point of view of what's not true, truth seems to be a goal that you may want to take a long journey to try to find, which is going to be very arduous, and a lot of things may get in your way, and you'll be a heroic character, which is what the selfie really wants, because what it's done is taken what you're looking for and put it outside of yourself which you'll never find it out there. So it doesn't care how many fucking journeys you go on or trips. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how many times you gird your loins for the next expedition. It's not going anywhere. And, every, and as you're going on every one of them, you're in the obsession with self. So it doesn't, that's, it's succeeded. It doesn't give a damn. Oh, he wants to be noble. Go ahead. Here's a long like rosary bead instead of a rope, hang yourself, or, you know, a Buddhist thing. Just go ahead, 40 years, 50 years, lifetimes, go ahead, it's a threat. But when the mind's attention turns and starts looking at what you take yourself to be, then it gets fucking dicey for it. And it's, it's a little bit shaky because it doesn't exist and it knows it doesn't exist. Its, it's relevance is based on smoke and mirrors constantly. And one second could blow its whole story out of the water. Any second, any second while its production's going on, its whole charade could be exposed. So, of course, it's in a huge amount of anxiety and fear, yeah? Because it's going to be, it, can, it knows it can be discovered and uncovered and then discarded very quickly. So it hides in its greatest strategy of all. It's convinced us that we're it, yeah? So something that may open up to a hallelujah, we see it as a huge threat. And something that really sucks, we say, bring it on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can lay right in there. That's familiar to me. I'm cool with this. It's got a weird sense of security. I'm a loser and hallelujah. You know? But something when, when there's a big offering of freedom, whoa, wait a minute, where are the hooks? Where I don't, am I going to be signing up for anything? Or what the hell, you know? It's so fucking crazy. It really is. <laughs> it's really like did we say the snake thing I've been on the snake thing lately the snake the snake and the, and the molten yeah 
It's good. It's important to try to see that any anything that's going on can be seen from two different distinct views. Yeah, and that the view itself would produce what the thing meant. Not the thing would produce the feeling of this view, but the view would give it the meaning it has. Not that thing when it gives the view the meaning, but the view gives it the meaning. So. From one view, something is incredibly, incredibly uplifting and freeing, but at the same, the same invitation seen from another view can be hugely threatening. Yeah? And it matters where your mind is resting. If it's resting on the, let's say, the identification of self science, it will see invitations for expansion and love as huge freaking threats. Yeah? It really will. And it will say, do anything not to go there. No freaking way. This will be the death of you. You'll be like the, the middle of the donut, which is a fucking great thing. It's total space. But it's like, to us, we want to be that farinaceous muck that's been shaped, shaped into a donut. Thou, really? It's, it's worth that much? No, the whole, the whole is the thing, man. But from the view, it's like, oh, don't mess with my donut. <laughs> it's the same thing. So if your mind would just shift, what you see as a burden can be seen as an opportunity. It's that extreme. Just like in recovery, people come in and they're pretty sure they, they know what the worst thing ever happened in their life. Let's say maybe their mother died or they got the first time they got arrested or whatever. And and for years they've been relying on that 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 stone foundation for their story. Yeah? And like it talked about in one of the stories in recovery books. You know, I use this thing to excuse me for all these other failures, not being able to have a marriage and this and that. It was because this happened. So the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yet, let's say if the mind changes a little bit, then you go back to that worst thing and you see it as the best thing that ever happened to you. Now that's a pretty extreme contrasting statement. That's something that seemed for quite a while to you to be the worst thing, suddenly, for quite a while now, seems to be the best thing. You've got to realize it's no thing. <laughs> how could the best thing and the worst thing how could the best thing some, somehow turn into the worst thing unless it wasn't a thing at all yeah it's what the meaning comes from us yeah us all day all day yet we've put the we put the cart in front of the horse and now all the shit in the cart's falling on us, and we're bitching about the cart. But basically, it's it's where if the world isn't doing it to us. Yeah, that's a view that's going to lead you to a contracted state, and you're going to be running in the hallway of shit and fans with the hopes that you're not going to get hit with, hit with so much shit. But you're always going to fall prey to the sh- shit and the fan turning on the shit aligning because you do it. You turn the shit on, uh, the fan on, and you align it with the shit by you running through the hallway. And then you're hoping to try to skirt it, but you're the you're the catalyst. You're the one who's pulling the fan on and leaving the shit. <laughs> it's good. Like in recovery, it just it takes us from one point to t- becoming responsible. Take it farther. Look at how much relief it produces from the first column of an inventory to the fourth column when you look at your role in things. <coughs> Why stop there? That's like that's like tiny baby steps. Take it back that you're responsible, period, in your life. Yeah?
the blame will be cut. A lot of this, a lot of this insane mental minutia that's produced by an incredible and insane petri dish that I'm the doer, which is producing all the guilt and shame. And therefore, if I'm the doer, you're the doer, which is producing all the blame that I want to throw out. You know, because I'm taking you to be the doer. And of course, you seem to have a lot more power than I do, and you just imposed your will on me. Yeah? Or, I have all tons of guilt and shame from the state of me being the doer. Yeah. What would happen if you saw through that? You know how much residue, no matter how much, like, if it was like marijuana, yeah? Blame or resentment is like been hydroponic into such a fucking powerful thing. It's not like the marijuana or the resentment you used to have when you were young. It's a bona fide fucking ass kicker. Yeah? So you're smoking that all day up here in your little smoke shop. What the, If that wouldn't have happened, what? Oh, you assume everything would have been great. Do you know? You sure feel like you do, but it's not fucking true. It may have been worse. But if that, I should have... All this stuff, it's all... These are all dead-end roads that are produced by only one, one position, which is selfing. Selfing has a feeling that it doesn't have to be where it is, or it should be somewhere else other than where it is. It believes that things could have been different. It doesn't see the past as, hey, if it was supposed to happen, it did. That's the end of the story. If it wasn't supposed to happen, it hasn't. That's it. That's all the investigation you need. Don't shut the door on it. Don't do anything. Just, it's just let it be. It's what's going on. Yeah, seemingly. No. Yeah. You know what happens with all that time and space you said? You saved from all those mental meanderings that you, your attention is just... It's like going to a, a well-worn path to, a, to a, a well, you know? You think because the path is so worn, there must be water there. You keep throwing the pail in, you keep it, and nothing comes up. But you, but look, so many people have dropped it in, and you, you have this incredible eternal hope, but nothing's coming up. You're now enslaved for looking for the water. Your enslavement is pointed out when you go, I will be okay. That's like walking down the well-worn path to the well that has no water. Not that you're okay now, but I will be. Once the situation changes, which it isn't now, because I'm fucking a victim, but when someone shows me mercy, either my mate or whatever, or the police, then it'll get great, has it? Once a victim, always a victim. This is about freedom on a lot of different levels. That's how it, how it manifests on our different levels. It's only freedom from one idea, which is a self. Yeah. That's the freedom. That's what initiates all the, all the expressions of freedom in your life, is that. It's based on freedom from. Not freedom for, or freedom as, or freedom by. You're not doing it. It's not for you, and it's not as you. Yeah? It's freedom from. And then maybe you had these inklings that something was wrong and you heard a message like this. But now you know for sure what the problem was from the solution's point of view. And it's imaginary. It can only reach a level of appearance. It can only seem to be so. 
And what causes it to be so or not so is the you or let's say the non-you. Yeah? If your mind isn't obsessed or identified as the you, let's call it the non-you. From that point of view, you'll see false evidence as false. Even though it's appearing real, you'll see it as false. From the you point, you will take false evidence to be real. And your decisions and your reactions and your behaviors will be based on a fallacy. It's an opportunity every second. Either you're dying to the self or as a self. Dying to the self is you have immunity to the thought system. That's the only thing that's really provoking the sense of self. Because the sense of self is provoked by remembering it. And it has to have time to be remembered. It can't appear now. It can't generate a sense of itself because it's not, it, it doesn't exist. It needs the sense of itself to be generated by the mind. And the mind does that by remembering. It remembers, I was there, or I've been sick all week, or I've been mad, or I've been this, and therefore I will be sick, I won't be able to do this stuff and that and that. And in that sense, yeah, the, the you that's going to be sick is the you as seen as a body, and the you that wants to get out of the sickness is a you as a body. Yeah? In, that, in that attention to there and then, what happens is you are remembered now. And it's not just a mental, at that point it's not a thought, it's a feeling also. That's what's so convincing. If it was a thought, you'd walk through the selfing so easily. But you feel like the doer. You feel like you're thinking that these are my private thoughts. Yeah? You feel like you did that action. You feel like, oh, I have this feeling. It's my feeling. Yeah? No. The feeling of it being yours is an act. The feeling occurs, and then there's a claiming of the feeling and turned into, I'm the feeler. A thought occurs, there's the, there's the seeing of the thought, and then there's a claiming of the, what was seen, and now you're cast as the thinker. Yeah? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, 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 a robbery. And what happens is, the robbery implies to be what was there before the robbery. There's a robbery. The selfing robs us, in a sense, and yet when you come into that sense of self, you feel like you were before the robbery. Yeah? Because that's the only way you can feel like you're the feeler. If you hurt someone, just one person in a conversation at a cafe, and they go, oh, I, I felt, and I didn't want to feel it, it explains everything. That's your, that you're an afterthought. The feeling occurs, and then you have an opinion that arises, attached to the idea of you. I didn't want to feel that, but it's too late. You felt it. There was a feeling of it. The you that doesn't want to feel it is afterwards, but it implies it was before. Yeah? It implies that I had the possibility of being free from this feeling. That's why it makes the occupation of feeling such a drag, because I think I could have been free from it if I would have only been better or I didn't do this or doing that. Yes. A lot of a lot of assumed power comes from recognizing yourself as the cause, but the frustration is we're in effect. <laughs> we're in effect implying that we're the cause. And it really pisses me off when things don't go the way I want. <laughs> I don't want to feel like this. <laughs> oh, too late. <laughs> You've got no power, bro. But there's an assumption you have tons of power. 
Where does that assumption come from? Not after the feeling, before the feeling. But where it really shows up is after the feeling. Yes, come on in. It's an old alumnus here. How are you doing? I'm very well. Good, good. Grab a chair. What a topic are we talking about today? Have you, you haven't seen you in a while, eh? Long time. I've yeah. met you before, yeah. yeah. Used to come. Richard. Yeah, Richard. Nice yeah. to see you, Richard. We're just talking about some very important people walked in the room, so we just wait, wait wait for them to get settled, right? Yes. What we were just talking about was a simple little sleight of hand where there's a feeling, yes? There's a feeling that's noticed moving through your body, let's say. You have a feeling something caused it, and that's not, the feeling reverberates like through the woodwind of the body, yeah, and then you pick it up. Yeah? And then some people will say, oh, there's a recognition of the feeling, and then they'll say out of the mouth, I don't want to feel that. But they already felt it. Yeah? When they arise, they have no power over feeling, do they? When the sense of self arises, it's after the feeling. The feeling's already occurred, and yet you don't want to feel it. But you felt it. Yeah? The feeling has been noted. But when the feeling is hijacked, hijacked by the selfing, the feeling is that you are prior to the feeling. And if you would have just been clearer, if you wouldn't have done that, if you hadn't had that hot dog, if you hadn't done this, that you could have skirted that feeling. You could have avoided that feeling, and of course, what feeling would have taken its place would have been a lot better, because obviously. <laughs> it's called playing God, if you look at it from the recovery point of view, yeah? Same thing with a thought. A thought, you hear it usually, yeah? There's a hearing of it. That's consciousness and contact. What's hearing is not you, it's consciousness, yeah? So hearing, so hearing, one example of hearing is the ear, and on a much subtle level, the mind hears like a thought. Okay? So here's a thought, it appears, and there's a recognition of it. And then there's a mental process that's going on that claims that recognition and says, I'm the thinker. Yeah? So something that you had nothing really to do with, you now become the author of. Yeah? So now that, now, so here, now I'm the thinker, so it's sort of like if you were at a park and there was 30 kids, where would your interest and attention go? The one kid that was yours, yeah? You would, even though there was 30 kids running around, you'd probably pay attention to the one that's yours. Well, here's thoughts, tons of thoughts going on, but now they're yours, or they're about you. So there's an interest that goes, that sort of gets bonded to the thought through the idea of their mind, or they're about me. Yeah? The interest is like the glue to the idea of being a self. Yeah? Yeah? But all that happened after the thought was seen, or heard, not before. But when it happens after, it implies that it was before. Yeah? So now, there's a witnessing of a thought, and then, and, the, and then there's a thought that I'm the thinker, which is a thought, yeah? But now that thought provokes a feeling which you feel is, precedes the thoughts that I'm the one who did it somehow. Yeah? This is called the bondage of self. 
That's all it is. It's taking what's happening, which is initiated by conscious contact, claiming that quality of the consciousness as its own, and then commiserating and opinionating and having tons of ideas about the good and bad of the feeling, the good and bad of the thought, the good and bad of the action. Yeah. Yet, it's, and that, that point of view it implies that it was before any of the action, that it was before the thought, and that it was before the feeling. Yet it's not the case. The sense of being a you is after the thought, after the feeling, after the action. Yeah? The action occurs, and then there's a feeling that you're the one that did it. Yeah? And the feeling that you're the one that did it also connects to a, a memory, and you have a historical feeling that you've been the one that's done it this whole time. Yeah? It's like the fish, some bait thrown in the ocean, and when the mind arises up to the bait and bites it, it immediately turns into a fish. But the fish in, at that moment feels like a historical fish. Like, I've been a fish for quite a while. <laughs> what would happen if you saw it and, that's, and you stayed on the scene of it? Yeah? You didn't follow it to the conveyor line with interest, and when it turned to a little key, and then you had the feeling of being the one who did it, pops up. You didn't start there, you started on the seeing of it. That would be the freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah? By being aware of the consciousness, that's your freedom point. If you become unaware that it's consciousness, that the consciousness is in contact, then you get to feel like you're the product of the selfing, which is you're the doer, you're the haver, you're the feeler, you're the seer, you're the smeller, you're the taster. And fucking all fucking hell breaks loose. Mental hell. Yeah. Now, it can get so bad, you want to get out of it. Yeah. But the whole point is, you, you were never in it. You were never prior to what's going on. You're an afterthought about what's going on. And an afterthought is never going to transcend <laughs> where it believes it is because it's not. It can't transcend the process that's producing it, which is not consciousness, but really the mental process. The mental process is producing the feeling of being you. And then, this is what we did last, last Monday night, there's this whole idea of in and out, yeah? So people, your attention and interest goes out quite a lot, right? You're drawn to see things. Like there's a, in, in an old Buddhist text, they talk about the mind puts a shine on things that seems attractive. It gets a reflection of itself on things. So that shine is sort of enticing. So the interest and attention goes out quite a lot, yes? And then, yet it goes back also. After you see something, there's a recognition of where it was seen from. Yeah? So now the, the, the attention goes out, I see Deb, and then it comes back, and it goes what it calls in. But what it's, where it's going is into the brain, which is part of being out. Yeah? It goes what it calls in, but it run, it, it get, its mission, which is its natural orbit, to go out and in, out and in, and out and in. That's the circulation of life in manifestation, yeah? From non-manifest to manifest, to non-manifest to manifest. It's a very, it's a very refreshing loop. But here we go out, and then it's turning, it's going, coming back, bringing up, bringing the information back. 
but we have a little billboard inside the brain with you as a happy face on there. And so it hits it, and then there's this idea that's been planted in, I'm mad. And now the attention doesn't go into the, the void or into the non-thingness. It goes inside a thing which is still outside. Yeah? The brain isn't, isn't inside. The brain is outside. It's a body. It's a thing. It's, a, it's part of the body. Yeah? So we're out a lot. And it would be nice if we could find, go in because we're not going to find rest outside. We're going to find rest inside. But what we're calling inside, there's no rest to be found. All there is is more agitation about what? Outside. Yeah? The inside is so concerned about the outside, there's no rest there. But if you would see you're not that, the attention would go through the billboard and find its freaking rest. You want to call it infinity or spaciousness, and then you have a sense of presence that doesn't come from out here, because this is a place of appearances. It comes from the inside. Yeah. So you'd have a sense of presence while you were here, or like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. We're not of this inside up here. We're of the inside, in a sense. We want to use that sort of terminology, the non-thingness. And in that, that's what brings the refreshment or gives the Alain Vital to life. You become exactly what you've been looking for, but not where and how you are looking. And then, because this happens really fast, the heist happens super fast, from conscious contact to the feeling of you being the one who's conscious is happening really fast, but there's, it's still time. And there is a point that you can see from which is timeless. So you can see what's happening. That's implying that there's a someone that's happening too. Yeah? You'll see the reinforcement of self. You'll see what's pointing to the imaginary moon of us. Yeah? And you'll realize there'll be a recognition. All that you are that which is seeing all of the pointing. You are you're seeing all the insinuation and the assuming. There's no moon. It's the seeing of it is what you are. You're the awareness. I don't even want to say that. There's an awareness. And now you become aware of the conscious contact, which is the manifestation of this place. Yeah? And now your emphasis is more on that than on the things that are, that are happening. And the, sh- and the thing that it's happening to. At least it gets a little bit... Uh, the weight gets shifted at least a little, which can mean a whole lot of difference in one's life. It can, it can seem such a huge contrast from traveling heavy, traveling lighter, and it doesn't have to have a complete shift. All it needs is a little bit of an incremental move, and you'll travel a whole lot lighter. Yeah. And then, if that, if that becomes obvious, why not keep entertaining it? You have that quality, and it's no effort to entertain anything here. We're entertaining constantly. For this to seem to be so, we have to be entertaining. Yeah. Can you imagine if you turn that ability to entertain that can make what's not so seem to be so? Can you imagine if you turn that on what's so? And then that would seem to be so to you. I found that's exactly what I was looking for. And then that's that. Then your life goes on, and it's just 
everything comes and has their some things are more important than other things but after you know in a short bit of time it's all leveled out because the only fact is the state of presence that you are the representative of here you are that which is seen yeah. all the all the like compartmentalization, all the partitions, all the boundaries that get more and more blurred where days come and go and the emphasis isn't so much on what happens but in the space they happen in. Yeah? No matter how, if I'm looking out a window and I'm watching things go by, a bird goes by, a pigeon goes by, this goes by, but the space always is the same. Yeah? When the bird goes, the, the space that was holding this bird doesn't go with it. <laughs> the space is always the same. You, in a sense, are always the same, what you are. You haven't, been, you haven't varied one bit. You haven't moved one inch. What you are is never hiccuped or turned away or blinked. Never. Yeah. Do you see entertaining that? What a leavening agent it can be to this place where mountains can be made out of molehills. The worst thing can be seen as the best thing, and the best thing can seem being the worst thing. One minute you're feeling free from the bondage yourself, the next minute you're up the ass yourself. You know, there's no there's no stability. It's all shifting. It's like trying to get rest on a seesaw. Whatever end you move to, <laughs> the other one looks more attractive. But as soon as you move there, it goes down. You can never get what you want because it's you wanting it. <laughs> You're the weight that goes up to the top and brings it down. You're the weight that goes to the top and brings it down. <laughs> I wish, I really, and that's what people get to the point. They really want to get it, but they want to be here to get it. <laughs> so they really want to get the lightness, but they want to be the heaviness that's going to get it. It's the heaviness that ain't getting it. The happiness is the seeming absence of the lightness. It's not absent. Light isn't absent, but it can seem to be to us. Yeah? And we're, very rarely do we figure it out. You know, hey, like, you know, you're in, like, you know, a big head is blocking the, mo- the movie screen, and then you're yelling, and then you realize it's your head. <laughs> hey, sit down there. Okay, sit down. Oh, where's that head gone? It was you. <laughs> It seems so obvious when it dawns on you. But man, when it hasn't dawned on you, it's so, so fucking, it seems so far off. It's not even in the realm of possibility. You can't figure it out. You can't use the gauges and the barometers of self-centeredness to pick up its location. Because you are it. (laughs) The greatest way to disguise what's looking is by the idea of who's looking. It's the greatest way to disguise it. It doesn't have to hide what's looking. It doesn't have to get rid of it because it can't. It doesn't have to move it because it can't. It can just sort of ignore it. The more interested in yourself, the less seemingly interested will be what's looking. You may make it a topic you're really interested in, but you're going to be damn well wanting to get up some what to add to the who, but never to give up the who. It's like, I know the who needs something. I'm like, what? What may help? Let me get a little, uh, but wait a minute, how, I just, but I want to say the who, so let's get a hybrid, a who with a little what, you know? 
You know, it doesn't work. It's like water and oil. You can't mix them. Yeah. The what is the horse? You know, you put it ahead, and then you'll see it express as all the parts. Let's say. Yeah. It's so lovely, really. If you could just get it, it's like a little mental trick. But if it snaps, you'll feel timelessness, and you'll never forget it. You'll never, you'll really get a sense of what a timelessness is, which is another solution here. Yeah. And an unspoken yes can occur, or, or a knowing prior to knowing, or somehow. It's like... It's the understanding that precedes all understanding, how many times and ways they try to imply it. It's, if you came here and you got ready, you already missed the starting point. You know, wherever you were is the get ready point. That's the starting point. Yeah. Like there was this weird thing I read. Uh, I was at a recovery meeting and they were reading some uh, literature and I think that they had a topic and it said, begin where you are. And I said, what other options are there? I mean, where else can you begin? But it sounded so profound. The whole room's like, oh, oh, begin where you are. That's a novel fucking approach. What the fuck? It's as simple as can be. Begin where you are, continue where you are, end where you are, begin again where you are. Where you are is the constant. <laughs> I just can't seem to begin where I am. <laughs> I do much better if I begin yesterday or tomorrow. Oh yeah, I love beginning tomorrow. <laughs> Let me begin tomorrow. That's probably <laughs> life has just changed my opinion about that. I was getting ready. You know, I think I got to start working out. You know, if I want to still surf and everything. And I told Deb, and Deb says, no, nah, you're not going to do it. I said, yeah, probably not. And I got hurt. So then I got, I'm thinking, I'm getting feisty, and now my elbow is destroyed somehow. I mean, yeah, so, and then my roommate says, Paul, what do you think life's trying to tell you? <laughs> well, yeah, so I think it says I'm supposed to t- chill out. You know? Oh, yes, I think so. Work out and chill out. So it's funny, eh? You can go easy, it can be easy on you or get hard on you. It's really up to you in a sense. Life will definitely offer you some beautiful, subtle invitations. And if you don't follow it, you'll probably get a stick over the head. (laughs) 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 To me, that's love, really. It wants you to go no matter what, so you can go easy or hard, it's going to do it. (laughs) So. That's it for tonight, eh? You have any questions? Good to see you, man. What have you been doing the last few years? Uh, <clears throat> All right, that's it. Well, <laughs> good enough. That was good. Well, yeah. <laughs> First it was well, then they got not so well, and then it got really not well. <laughs> but I hope it's going to get well soon. <laughs> uh, good to see you, bro. <laughs> No questions? Eh? Oh, good. No. Nope. Oh, no. Oh, you did. <laughs> um, 
And that is where it's coming from. See, I can see it. Is it getting hatched up there? We don't want that one. If it's a little bit down there, I think it's in between, but leaning towards up there. All right, so maybe not. All right, go ahead. Well, well, everything you say makes sense, and and I have a very strong sense of the biggest, bigger sense of me, you know, yeah. the background of who I am. Um, um, but but the you talk about the self being right, the self, the little self doesn't exist, or yeah. Um, but it's still there. Uh, I'm a hybrid situation. I think that you mentioned earlier. So yes. A bigger sense of who I am, and then there's a little me. Yeah. Um, you know, surviving and responsibilities and. Yeah. So there's it seems like there are two things rather than just one big nice thing. Um, but that's the nice big nice thing. It can appear as two things. You know, you've got. It, there's an expression going on. So you're having an expression of being an action figure. All the while, there's this the constant state of you're not that. They can both influence you here. Mm-hmm. They're not influencing you, but they both have their say, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're not going to leave one camp to go to the better camp, or the, you know, the one camp's appearing in the better camp, so to speak. Yeah. Simultaneously? Yeah. So it's not really a problem. No. <laughs> it's not a problem. Though you'll have a lots of problems. Yeah, because what? You know, you get your leg hurts or something like that. They could be deemed problems. Yeah. You'll have them, but there's not a problem, no. Okay. Yeah. You never had anything that happened anyway. Have you met? Like, there's always this possibility, maybe at the end of days, whatever, for you and for me, but there's a distinct possibility that there'll be a sense that nothing ever really happened. You know, all the activities that went on, all the activities, the most heinous act, the, the most cherished, compassionate one, doesn't leave a single mark on the space of our minds. Yeah. So, in a sense, nothing's ever happened. Yeah? Yet, we're living as if it's so. Yeah. And it sure seems to be happening quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yet, at the same time, but not in time, but of timelessness, is the fact that nothing's happening. That's the freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah? The self is always trying to get free from itself, but as itself. Yeah? This is the freedom from it, by letting it be just the way it is. Because it's not you. Yeah? Maybe you need some corrections when you're younger, if you're shooting people and you're robbing this. But right now, I'm not bothering almost anyone, basically. You know, no one I met today has probably had an extra thought about me the rest of the day. You know, seriously, I'm not conniving and stealing or anything like that. There's no need to observe any of that anymore. <laughs> My mind can rest somewhere, you know. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Now, if I was doing things and people pointed it out to me, then hopefully there would be an opening to have a correction. But as soon as the correction was in place, it was time to lose interest in all that activity and then just rest 
in what's so while this is happening, while this is happening, yeah? Because when all's said and done, the only place is rest is in what's so. So I, why not get on with it now? Yeah? Yeah. Everything else just provokes agitation. Even you take the word enlightenment, look at how much agitation that's produced in people's heads when they've heard about enlightenment. They probably would have been better off if they never heard about it. Yet it's supposed to mean cessation of all suffering, but people hear about it in a mental condition and they use it to cause suffering, produce suffering. That's insane, isn't it? Or peace, the same way. People are so striving to get the peace, but as soon as they get, to, if any peace just so happens to occur, their head rushes in and say, "Well, will I have be, be in peace tomorrow?" That's not peace. That's just like that's like uh, fueling the agitation. Yeah. What would fuel? What would pr- produce more tension? Tension all the time? No. Tension, relief, and then tension. Yeah. So you get these little moments, these little bubbles where you get a relief from the the undertow of the ocean you're in, but it's just a bubble and it produces more exquisite suffering about the undertow because now you think it could have been better. It could be better. (laughs) There's a point where what is beget from agitation is trying to seek relief from agitation, which is just more agitation. The other way is realizing you're not that. And then the quality of the stillness that seems to be overridden by all the movement and agitation will become obvious to the mind and it will find a place to rest amidst everything else. Yeah? Yeah. I heard recently, I heard an old, I was looking at some old videos of my teacher who's been dead since 2004. But uh, he was given a lecture and probably the most pernicious aspect of selfing mind in, in Zen practices Checking, self, selfing, that's checking, checking other people, checking yourself, checking everything, checking, checking, checking. That that mind is a real problem. And uh, so he was giving a lecture on not attaching to wanting, holding, checking, making, particularly checking. And somebody asked him, they said, Sansani, do you have checking mind? He said, of course I have checking mind. But also, True mind is empty with inner silence, so it's more like shut up mind. Yeah. And shut up mind is a lot stronger than checking mind. Yes, exactly. You don't have to get rid of anything. Yeah. Something with more attention will override it. Inner silence is a verb. Totally. But you see your role in it, though. You see? It's where the attention lies. That's, in a sense, your reality. Yeah? So, because there's a lot of victimhood in selfing too, you know, feeling like this is, it would have been different if that, then that, 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 that didn't happen. But this is a, this isn't like a passive spiritual victimhood. This is a real uh, uh, empowering thing. You see your role in everything. Yeah, you're you're the begetter of meanings here. Meanings are coming through this to things. Yeah. Like the Course in Miracles says it so beautifully, so succinctly, that you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yeah? Let's say, call this appearance the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And so, how do you forget that you're dreaming? This I'm adding this on. Well, to me, I find you remember that you're a self. Yeah? 
you remember that you're the doer, the haver, the thinker, the feeler. Yes? In that, it produces the forgetful forgetting of what you are, which is the dreaming. Yeah? And in that position, we give everything we're, we're dreaming the power to affect us as a thing. Isn't that the way it goes here? Yeah, so that's the way it goes. Now, some people hear that and they want to rush into being the dreamer, but their house is on fire and they're really feeling burnt, but they won't admit it because they think they should be somewhere else. That's like uh, dogmatic, like Pharisee stuff, yeah? They may know the letter of the law, but they're not in the spirit of it. They need a pail of water, the house is on fire, yeah? But it's only seemingly so. You're not going to lose no face, because there's no face to lose, yeah? Just be flexible for wherever the mind is manifesting at the time, yeah? But this is like a... This idea isn't a path to illumination, it illuminates whatever path you're on. It just... It just reveals to this event that you're the event. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all these like <coughs> false rivers of blame and shame and guilt, they dry up. Not because they had no source other than you. You're the source that's feeding them. By your belief, you're the one that causes the river to flow into guilt and shame and blame and this and that. Yeah? When your attention and interest is removed from it, they drive up, they dry up and they're actually Yeah. But if you follow the all the riverbeds back to the source, you're the source of what all. Everything's flowing from you. Not you as Paul, but from you as what we are. Yeah? That's like Ramana Maharshi, his great master, would say, just follow any, everything or anything back and it will bring you to the source, which is the state of, you know, the sense of beingness. You, know? you are the beingness of this place. No matter what, anything, if you follow it back, it can only lead you to the one source, because all there is is that. Yeah? And once you feel the sense of being... No more inquiring necessary. No more paddling necessary. Nothing. Yeah? Then there's a different response. You put the ball down and something else picks it up. It says grace will take the final step. Yeah? So, yeah? All right. That's that. Mm-hmm.